Welcome back to Dynasty Talk. Today I'm going to be talking about the last position group and the deepest wide position group in this draft, and that's the wide receivers. We have 32 that we have to get to, so let's get started. When talking about 32 different wide receivers, that means that this position is going to be a significant part of any rookie draft. There are a lot of players, so I just want to jump right into it. So we're going to be starting with tier one, and this is um, the tier that I'm calling the draft and start. And this first tier is the list of players who are ones that you will draft and will likely have an immediate impact on your team. Most of these players will be week one starters. You know, just remember that many of these um, players may not have a big breakout season, but could be considered a mid-wide receiver three or a high-end flex. My number one wide receiver is Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings. And to be honest with you, um, these first two wide receivers are interchangeable in my opinion. But I'm going with Justin Jefferson as my number one for opportunity alone. Adam Thielen is getting up there in age and will mainly be working out of the slot. However, Justin Jefferson is an immediate outside starter, and while the team is predominantly a running team, there is still going to be an opportunity there for plays in the passing game, and if something was to happen to Thielen, like last year, then Jefferson is the number one wide receiver in Minnesota. And not to mention, Kirk Cousins does like to throw the ball, and he does have a pretty decent deep ball, and that, and that will be an opportunity for Justin Jefferson, in my opinion. My number two wide receiver is Jerry Judy of the Denver Broncos. Judy is in a similar situation to Jefferson where the opportunity is there. The only difference is that Jerry Judy will have to compete with Cortland Sutton for targets and Sutton is a little bit younger. But again, if you want Jerry Judy over Jefferson, I don't think you can really go wrong with either selection. If you're one of those dynasty players who got lucky enough to have back-to-back first-round picks, you know, you you could, if your running back situation is pretty stable, you can go Justin Jefferson and Jerry Judy, and you have two dominant young wide receivers that you could start for the next five to ten years. My number three wide receiver is Jalen Rager of the Philadelphia Eagles. Rager is going to have a lot of opportunity in the Philadelphia system. There are some things to keep in mind. Alshon Jeffrey is coming off a Liz Frank injury, which has a um, 10-month recovery time, and Jeffrey was injured back in December. Deshaun Jackson was dealing with an injury a lot of last season, and so it's really so you know as an aging wide receiver, how much is that really going to affect him going into this season? And Nelson Aguilar is now in Oakland, so Rager is going to have a lot of early season work, and he, uh, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson and Jerry Judy, they, they have op- they they're going to have starting opportunities, but Jalen Rager, he might be a day one starter right out of the bat just just based on opportunity alone. My number four wide receiver is Henry Ruggs of the Las Vegas Raiders. Ruggs is the ultimate boomer bust rookie of this class. He was drafted for his speed and Gruden will want to get him the ball, but QB concerns um, 
Grom still have me exercising caution for Ruggs. You know, we, we've seen Derek Carr throw the deep ball, but we haven't seen him do it in a while. So let, let's see how these, um, how the chemistry between Ruggs and Carr is going to develop. And then we'll see, and then we'll see how Ruggs will do as a deep threat. My number five wide receiver is Denzel Mims of the New York Jets. I said it a few weeks ago that Mims is going to get an opportunity based on competition. He's going to have to compete against Perriman and Doxon and, um, for outside work. And I can easily see um, Mims beating out either one of these two. You got to remember... Brashad Perriman and Josh Doxson are first-round busts. Perriman is uh, is the only one that has gotten real opportunity, and he and he's the only one that's really flashed. But Doxson, he's this is I believe his fourth team in three years. So you know that's there's not a lot of confidence in that wide receiver room outside of Mims and Crowder. My number six wide receiver is Michael Pittman Jr. of the Indianapolis Colts. And man, my mind has really changed on Pittman. I know that I originally had him as my number one, but after going back and doing some more research, I changed my mind. Pittman is going to be a starter in three wide receiver sets, but he comes at a risk because T.Y. Hilton, Jack Doyle, and Paris Campbell are most likely going to be the top three targets, depending, of course, on injury and opportunity. I do see Pittman having a, a starting role and he could be in line for targets. It, it's just going to come down to you know how many targets he can actually get when you have Doyle, Hilton, and Campbell in front of you. My number seven rookie wide receiver is Brandon Ayuk of the San Francisco 49ers. And if I have a chance to take Ayuk, I'm going to. Because he's a Shanahan guy um, who gets yak yards after the catch, which is a big part of the 49ers scheme he um he has target opportunities as Kittle is the number one wide receiver and Samuels is the number two but when you look at the wide receivers after um Debo Samuels it's really Brandon Ayuk and a bunch of other guys who have had their chance but have never really had a chance to establish themselves my number eight wide receiver is C.D. Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys, and Lamb was the hardest for me to place because Lamb is going to be going into the offense where he is, at best, the fourth target. Um, because when you look at the pecking order, it's going to be Amari Cooper, number one, Zeke, two, Michael Gallup, number three, and you still have Blake Jarwin there, so there's going to be competition for targets there. Now, what does keep um, Lamb in Tier 1 of the rookie wide receivers is that Mike McCarthy loves his three wide receiver sets. So he's going to have value, and if anything, he might get the same target share as Randall Cobb. But since he's a little bit younger, he might get a few more catches and a few more yards out of it which could make him a high wide receiver number three. So now the question is, where do you take these players? And personally, I'm looking at every player on this list from pick three on, because you can make the case for each of these players in this tier to be your first wide receiver off the board. It just comes down to personal preference, but if you're a team that is in need of wide receiver help, you should start early to get one of these top graded players. My second tier of wide receivers is the draft and flex tier. And this is a tier for the players that 
you'll draft and will have flex consideration. And basically, if it's not a bye week, then you're not placing them in your wide receiver three spot. They're flex at best. So my number nine wide receiver is Van Jefferson of the Los Angeles Rams. And Jefferson was the Rams' second pick coming out of the draft in the second round. He was drafted as the replacement for Brandon Cooks, and he'll be competing with Josh Reynolds at the beginning of the year for starting time. But I'm looking at it like this. Josh Reynolds has been in this system for three years at least. If the Rams had to draft another wide receiver in the second round, that tells that tells me a lot more about Josh Reynolds than it does about Van Jefferson. Jefferson, and it tells me that they're going to give Van Jefferson the opportunity over Josh Reynolds to start. My number 10 wide receiver is T. Higgins of the Cincinnati Bengals. And I like Higgins, but when you look at the target share, it doesn't bode well for him to have an immediate impact. A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd will get the majority of the work. And I think C.J. Uzama is going to be a big part of this offense year one. But and, and then you also have to look at John Ross and Auden Tate, who did have impact who did have an impact on this team for the Bengals last year. You know, I like Higgins' talent long-term, but his opportunity to start the season leaves Higgins as almost a draft-and-stash player. My number 11 wide receiver is Antonio Gandy-Golden of the Washington Redskins. And this pick may surprise some people, but when you look at Golden's competition, you can easily see him getting playing time and generating fantasy numbers. The number one is Terry McLaurin, but the number two for targets is up in the air at this point. You know, Jeremy Sprinkles is most likely going to be the starting tight end, but when have you heard of Jeremy Sprinkles doing anything fantasy relevant? And then when you look at the rest of the wide receivers for the Washington Redskins, you know, he's going to have to go, um, Golden is going to have to go up against Cody Latimer, Cam Sims, you know, a lot of people that you've not really heard of. Yeah, I'm giving the, I'm going to give the edge to Antonio Gandy Golden here. He is 6'4", fast and physical, and that will give him an opportunity to have some fantasy relevance, especially later on in the season as he's more adept in the offense. My number 12 wide receiver is Chase Claypool of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's easy to see um, Claypool having some late season relevance the same way players like Martavis Bryant and Juju Smith-Schuster have had in recent years with the Steelers. You know, Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson are the clear um, starters, but if James Washington struggles again, then I see the Steelers giving Claypool an opportunity to show his value. My number 13 wide receiver is LaVishka Chenault Jr. of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, DJ Shark is a lock to have a majority of the targets, and I think Chris Conley will be the next one in line for targets. But D.D. Westbrook is the wild card. However, Chenault was drafted in the second round, and to me that signifies that the staff wants to get this kid on the field and playing. So I can see this player as a late-season player, so draft and stash him and see how he develops because if any of the receivers in front of Chenault gets injured, then he's most likely the number four on the death chart, which will give him an opportunity to start.
These players are going to be starting to go off the board somewhere in the second round. I see Chase Claypool, Chenault, and maybe T. Higgins. Maybe T. Higgins falling into the third round. But Van Jefferson, um, he's definitely a second round pick. It all depends on what's going to be happening with the running backs and the quarterbacks. That will determine where these wide receivers go in the second or third round. Okay, so my tier three is the draft and bench tier. Um, this tier of wide receivers is based on players where you draft and you bench them. They may have an opportunity to get some playing time and targets, but will probably not provide significant fantasy value this year. My number 14 wide receiver is Brian Edwards of the Las Vegas Raiders. Henry Ruggs, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro are the players that are definitely going to start, but Tyrell Williams will determine how many snaps Edwards gets. My number 15 wide receiver is Marquez Callaway of the New Orleans Saints. Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Thomas, and Jared Cook are the main targets. Traquan Smith is another option, so Callaway will have to struggle for targets, um, but he is worth a spot on your bench just to see what happens with the older wide receivers. My number 16 pick is KJ Hamler of the Denver Broncos. Hamler is most likely going to be a starting wide receiver. However, Sutton, Judy, Fant, and Gordon are going to get a majority of the target share, in my opinion. My number 17 wide receiver is Devin DuVernay of the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are a run-first team, and the two target leaders are going to be Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown. DuVernay should be the third option, but with the lack of throwing, he may be posting up some goose eggs, so draft and bench for sure. My number 18 wide receiver is Isaiah Coulter of the Houston Texans. Coulter is in this tier because the weapons in front of him are Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, and Kiki Cutie, and they're always injured, so he could see some playing time sooner than later, but it's probably going to be inconsistent playing time, which is why he's in the third tier. My number 19 wide receiver is Joe Reed of the Los Angeles Chargers. The target leaders in LA are going to be Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, um, Hunter Henry, and Austin Eckler. Reed should be the number three wide receiver, but he could be as low as fifth in the pecking order for targets. My number 20 wide receiver is Quinton Cephas of the Detroit Lions. Galladay and Hawkinson will be the target leaders this year, in my opinion. Marvin Jones and Danny Amendola are next in line for targets. However, the latter of the two are a little bit older, so Cephas could have a chance to make some noise in the season if either receiver is injured or performs badly. My tier four is the zero value wide receivers. And this tier of receivers are players that are better off remaining free agents and see what happens, how they develop over the year. Some of these players may have a chance to start, but it is unlikely. The number 21 wide receiver is Lynn Bowden Jr. of the Las Vegas Raiders. Bowden may be a running back, so check your league to see if he has that wide receiver halfback flex. Number 22 and 23 are Tyler Johnson and Juwan Jennings of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's going to be a lot of these players who are going to be two players on the same team, um, so just be prepared for that. So these two players are going to be competing for with Justin Watson for that number three role. So um, if one of these players gets the number three spot, then you're going to be playing that player and leaving the other two on the waiver wire. So it's basically between um, Justin Watson, Tyler Johnson, and Juwan Jennings. 
Number 24 is D Donovan Peoples-Jones of the Cleveland Browns. And looking at the receiving core for the Browns, there is no true wide receiver in Cleveland. Maybe Jones will be that guy, but we'll see. Number 25 is Colin Johnson of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's a fifth-round pick packed into a receiving core, so he's unlikely to see some time. Number 26 is James Prosher, the Baltimore Ravens, and he was a late draft pick um, in a low-throwing offense, so I don't see a lot of value there. Number 27 and 28 are John Hightower and Quez Watkins of the Philadelphia Eagles, and I could see one of these players seeing some playing time. However, it's hard to determine at this point. Number 29 and 30 are Gabriel Davis and Isaiah Hodgins of the Buffalo Bills. The Bills have surprisingly a packed wide receiver core, and neither of these players are likely to see some time. Number 31 is KJ Hill of the Los Angeles Chargers, but and he has he has some talent and he may be competing with Joe Reed for time, but I see Joe Reed as the higher round pick, so um, I see him getting time over Hill. And number 32 is Darnell Mooney of the Chicago Bears. Mooney is an interesting prospect, but there are not going to be a lot of targets there, and this offense is going to be a mess. Okay, so that is it for episode 3 Dynasty of Dynasty Talk. We covered 32 players today. That's why my analysis was just a little bit quicker than it has been the last two episodes, because covering 32 players is a lot. Next week for episode 4, I will be talking about my Dynasty rankings, and I will be giving you my official rankings for for Dynasty players. Until then, be safe, be well, and I'll talk to you later. <laughs>